0: It's part of who everybody is. We're all creative, and I feel like most people are happy when they can tap into that.
1: Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the lavender lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today on the podcast, we have our guest, Carrie Radd. Carrie Radd is a content creator on YouTube who encourages people to live their best life and to dig deeper within to find their inner magic. She loves empowering others to reach for their dreams while being mindful of self care along the way. She also has a podcast, Soul Sugar Podcast, where she digs even deeper into conversations with experts in the wellness space and beyond to learn more about living life to our fullest potential.
0: Hello, Carrie. Welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah,
1: I'm excited to have you. I know you have so much knowledge on like starting a YouTube and your business. So how did you go from you know working your full-time job to working for yourself and to be able to do what you do now?
0: Yeah, so it's really interesting. I was working in banking, which is very different from what I do mm-hmm. now. I worked in banking for four years and I initially got into it because I've always been super interested in finances and that part was neat to learn more, but I was just, I felt like I was just in these four walls all day long and I needed to do something creative on the side. So I initially started a company called Wine and Art Parties with my mom Mm -hmm. while I was working in banking. So I would leave the bank at like 7 p.m. and I would you know, lock the bank doors and then walk down the street to a restaurant that my mom and I would host an art party at. And that was how for a long time I was able to get my creativity flowing because I just I needed to do something. And
1: um,
0: even though it was more work and I was starting a business, I just needed a creative aspect of my life because that's just part of who I am. And I think it's part of who everybody is. We're all creative. And I feel like most people are happy when they can tap into that or happier when they can tap into that. So I wanted to focus on that. And so that's kind of how we, you know, my hope was to one day be able to leave the bank and and pursue that full time. Now, I started to do that. I started to leave Mm -hmm. banking to pursue wine and art parties full time. And what happened when I made that shift was that, you know, I had this business that I had created and that allowed me a little bit more of a flexible time schedule because I did end up being able to leave banking once my business was able to support itself a little bit and support me a bit. Of course, it is always a scary thing when you're doing a transition like that, like I was terrified to be honest, but How long was that process of like starting the wine and art business to leaving? About a year. It okay. took about a year. And it took a lot of time and, you know, a lot of a lot of extra hours and mm-hmm. you know, and it was a leap of faith. It was a leap of faith to to feel like okay, I can do this full time. Now, to a certain extent, and I'm just crossing my fingers that everything plays out the way I want it to. And so what had happened, though, is that 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 transition gave me more flexibility, which I had more time to try new things. So I, you know, loved YouTube and I like found YouTube one day by looking up how to do my winged liner. Yeah, yeah. And then I just found this entire world. And I was like, this is incredible. This is a combination of everything I love, creating something from nothing, connecting with other human beings around the world, like sharing, sharing my love for these like different things and just my passions. And so I started doing it for fun on the side while I was doing wine and art parties. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it started to really progress. And then I was juggling them both for a while, and then I just really started to focus mostly on creating my YouTube channel, Carrie Rad, and and it's all kind of gone through there. And I still balance out wine and art parties, but my most day to day everything that I do is is Carrie Rad. Oh, so you're still doing those wine and art parties? My mom and I do them from time to time. It's very much so like a side passion project, but we have somebody. How often do you host those? once every three months <laughs> not oh, often. okay okay but we have somebody who hosts them for us now in Orange County so he mm-hmm. he does the events for us and yeah so you know everything that I just ended up loving Carrie Rad so much and my mom was kind of like yeah. she, she loves painting but she was just kind of like I love painting but this is kind of a lot you know, she didn't love like the business aspect yeah. of it, although she's an awesome entrepreneur. I will give her that, but she was just, she's working on a bunch of other projects. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that you you fell into it because it was just something you enjoyed doing and you didn't, like at what point did you think that it could be a career?
0: It started to feel more real when an agent reached out to me and wanted to represent me. And in that moment, I realized oh, okay, like, this is a thing I didn't. And then I started really like doing my research and understanding the world of it and gain more information that way. But yeah, for the most part, it didn't feel real until I got my first check.
1: Yeah. How far into it? Did you get your agent?
0: Uh, really early on, actually, in probably about five months into having my channel, because it's oh, really right soon. when I, yeah. I know, right when I started it, my channel grew very quickly at the beginning. And so somebody reached out very quickly Mm, to me.
1: I see. Looking back, is there anything that you would have done differently? Just in general with your channel?
0: I'd say no, because I think that what I did at the beginning has led me to kind of the way that I look at it now. Mm -hmm. If I really had to pick something, it would be to pay more attention to what fulfills me more and like what I'm passionate about now. But I think that what I'm passionate about now in terms of self care, as opposed to earlier on, it was more so beauty and fashion stuff, which I still love. And I still talk Mm -hmm. about, but I think at that time I was, I was sort of just doing more. So what other people were doing um, and what was popular on YouTube, you know, now I always think about how purpose fuels passion and I feel I have purpose now. And I think when I first started off, my purpose was there, but it was more so just to create and connect and, and learn about creating on YouTube. But now it's, now it's more so I have intention in, in what I do and and I hope to add value to other people.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's talk about self-care because how did you get into it and why is it so important to you?
0: I've always loved taking care of myself in that way. It started even when I was working in banking, like I would wake up- Like before it was trendy. Before it was trendy, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm 31 years old. And so like, I, I feel like, you know, I've had it, you know, I'm out of my twenties now and I feel like my early twenties were so I had so much focus on self care because I was there's just so much happening in your early twenties. There's so much going on in your mind and your body and your soul. There's so many new experiences. There's so much stress and anxiety about your future. And I just think that I started to really adapt to habits early on to really just be able to get through life as a like still in one in one piece, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's so much that we have to go through and experience. And, you know, even when I was working in banking, like I would wake up earlier just to have a bath in the morning because I knew that like, I just needed to set that type of like calm intention in the morning before I went into, you know, a banking situation where at the time I was working as a teller seeing like hundreds of people a day dealing with money. And I just knew I needed to like have that deep breath in the morning. Mm.
1: What would you say are your like foundational self-care habits now? Like, do you have any that you just really stick to?
0: Yeah. So I'd say my number one thing that when I do this, I am at my very best and that's meditation. I'm not perfect at it. Mm. I don't do it religiously every single day. Um, I wish I did, but I know that when I have that 10 minutes of just It's not that I go into a bliss state and that I, you know, don't think about anything, but it's just this, this 10 to 20 minutes where I can just understand the thoughts that are coming in and just letting them go. And just, it helps me navigate my day. It helps me communicate better. Mm -hmm. It helps me in my relationships. It helps me in my work because it teaches me that, Thoughts are going to come in constantly because we're only human and it just helps me navigate them so much more because I can be present in, you know, allowing thoughts to flow through me. And then, yeah, you no know, meditation and also just being outside. Outside is, you know, being in nature and hiking or being in my vegetable garden. It is a huge priority of mine, especially over... The last mm-hmm. year, because we moved into a place that has a back do- a backyard space where I can grow a vegetable garden, and we live.
1: That is so cute. That's like everyone's, like people dream of having that, you know. And-
0: you know, I always have dreamed of having that. And I didn't realize that other people dreamed that too. I always thought that like, Mm -hmm. I was like, why do I want a vegetable garden so bad? You know, you feel like you're alone in that until, (laughs) until you start sharing about it. And people are like, that's so cool. And you're like, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that really fills my soul when I'm out there and when I'm hiking and it's just, it, it helps my creativity it helps me unplug it helps me zone out and just pay attention to one thing when you're hiking or you're in a vegetable garden you can't multitask very much right you got to you have to either pay attention yeah. to you know what you're handling in the garden you only have two hands and so you're you're digging or you're planting mm-hmm. or harvesting and then when you're hiking you know you're trekking on on dirt and rocks. So you have to, you have to look at your feet or look at your surroundings and pay attention to where you are. So I love those. Like, it's sort of like a, you can't do other things. You you have right. to just pay like attention. You have to, to be present. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. How much time do you reserve for self-care habits like that versus like juggling all the work that you do? Because you actually, you have so many projects, right? You have a podcast video, you travel, you're always creating content when you're traveling. How do you block everything out?
0: It's hard. Like, it's not always easy. I don't have the recipe for exactly how to do it. And, you know, I could sit here and say that I'm perfect at it all the time, but there are times where I'm doing great and I'm like, wow, I'm really balancing all of this really well. And I try to pay attention to what I'm doing during that time. But then there are times where I feel overwhelmed and I feel like, how am I going? juggle this and I think during that time I just have to take a step back and realize something that I always tell myself and my fiance who does the same thing as me is I say we're not saving lives here. Like we're not we're not like we're not doctors, we're not, you know, we're creating things and and as much as we love what we do so much, like let's not take it so seriously. Mm -hmm. That can be said for so many different things in so many different career paths that people take if we end it just in life in general if we take things so seriously then we're always going to feel overwhelmed and anxious but if we just realize that you know it takes one step at a time one thing at a time then you can definitely get through it without really creating too much burnout because that's something that I have experienced before but Yeah, Uh, yeah, but but you just, you get to the point where you kind of start learning once you've done this for a while, or done anything that takes, you know, a lot of creative juice, you start learning kind of how to navigate that. And I've just learned that when I feel myself at my limit, I just take a step back. And I think this can wait till tomorrow, I need to go take a walk outside. I need to go Mm -hmm. spend time with my dog, I need to go to the vegetable garden, I need to spend some time with my fiance and just like or even just go into my own little world and like take a bath or have go to a yoga class go to a hot yoga class have some meditation time like yeah just doing that really helps me refresh for the next day
1: oh totally so do you feel like you're able to put less pressure on yourself like say you know, some content creators, they just get so stuck on like their consistent content posting schedule that they get stressed out or you're fully able to just like put it down and do something else.
0: It's funny because even today on my story, I said, I, I told my audience, which is something that I've realized I'm going to do a bit differently moving forward. And I've told myself this before, but I guess I didn't learn my lesson the first time is that I you know, sometimes I'll say I'm going to do something and then I'm not physically or emotionally capable of getting it done. But I think when I say it that I am, for instance, like in January, I wanted to post every other right. day in the month of January, which is and a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so and crazy. so, yeah. Um, and I've done it before. So I thought I was, I thought this month, I would be able to do it. But this month was different. This month, you know, it was the top of the year, a lot of different things came in. And a lot of different things needed to go out, I needed to make creatives. And I'm also in the process of wedding planning. And I'm also, I also have a podcast, and there's just so much happening. So I, I thought, wow, I, I definitely bit off more than I could chew or I said I Mm -hmm. So what do you do about that? I just, you know, told them that I, I, on my stories today, I was like, I, I could, I haven't been able to do videos every other day. And, you know, I just, I, I'm human. And I think that instead of avoiding the fact that I wasn't posting every other day, it would be beneficial for me and for other people to see that, you know, it does take a lot to be able to create this. And it's not as easy as people think. And so Mm. I just said, you know, I, I thought I could do it. And I couldn't. And I'm not physically or emotionally capable to be doing that. And like, to be honest, one thing that I've learned along the way is that, you know, taking care of myself is first and foremost, you know, and yeah. I, I can't be creating self-care content if I'm not taking care of myself. <laughs>
1: that's, that's so true. Yeah. So taking care of yourself is always mm-hmm. first. Thank you to today's sponsor, Elemis, the number one selling luxury skincare brand in Britain. Elemis has an award-winning line of products that keeps your skin hydrated, plump, and smooth. And the Pro Collagen Marine Cream is no exception. It's clinically proven to reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles in just 14 days. The secret is seaweed. Elemis combines science with nature to create an anti-aging super cream that works fast and feels amazing. Lately, I've been using the Pro Collagen Marine Cream with pf 30 in my morning skincare routine i love the texture it's light but hydrating and leaves my face feeling firm to claim a sample of the pro collagen marine cream for ten dollars visit elemis.com slash us slash the Lavender lifestyle free shipping is included but be sure to hurry it's first come first serve and you don't want to miss out that's elemis spelled e-l-e-m-i-s dot com slash u-s slash the Lavender lifestyle I want to know how it is to be, because you say you're engaged with Alex, who's also a YouTuber, Uh right? So what is that relationship like that? Do you feel like you're both always
0: vlogging or like, how is that? So it's interesting, because before I met Alex, I said that I didn't want to date anybody who does what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's been really interesting, because I met him on a whim, and we just fell for each other. And it's, you know, the rest is history. And what's been really interesting is that I was wrong. I was wrong about not wanting somebody who did the same thing as me. Initially, I thought that it would be just too much in terms of like, like you said, are you guys always vlogging? Do you feel like, you know, you're, is there like some sort of is there just too much YouTube in yeah, that Yeah, like do
1: you have a boundary between like your personal versus YouTube life? Definitely.
0: And that's one thing mm. that led me to fall in love with Alex was that he wanted to unplug. He wanted us to be off of mm. our phones. He's one of the reasons why I love hiking so much too is because, you know, and camping and stuff like that. I've always been really in touch with nature, but he brings that out with me a lot more. And he just focuses on that kind of stuff and he cares about us unplugging. And it was just, I feel like I won the lottery in that sense because Mm -hmm. it is such a great combination of being with somebody who's creative and who inspires me and who can help me and who can understand what I do, because that's really special, the fact that we're able to understand, you know, the trials and tribulations that come along with what we do, and but also understand like the highs and the like wonderful, inspirational part of it, but also somebody who wants to get away from it as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause you guys do love to like go out in nature and it's nice for you both to like unplug together.
0: Yeah. And neither one of us are daily vloggers. you know, Alex yeah. <laughs> creates content when he's traveling. So when we travel, if it's a place that he wants to document he'll do he'll do vlogs but he's a little bit different because he creates content that's more about like the culture and the history of a location Mm -hmm. as opposed to like this is what we're doing every minute kind of thing
1: yeah that's true carrie what do you do when you're feeling uninspired because that will happen to every creator's journey you know
0: yeah when i'm feeling uninspired i like to seek a new adventure like travel, honestly. And even if it's just going around the corner to a town that I haven't visited yet, you know, it doesn't have to be this extravagant journey all the time. But, you know, when I do leave the country, I feel like I get, I learned so much. And, you know, even just going to someplace like Utah or wherever, because of like the beautiful, mm-hmm landscape there just anywhere away from my my everyday routine really helps inspire me honestly sometimes it's just going to the farmer's market
1: (laughs) awesome so i have some facebook questions now bella asks how do you decide where to draw the line between self-care and being lazy
0: well i think sometimes you have to allow yourself to just be lazy
1: Right. <laughs> Sometimes being lazy is a form of self-care. And then there's a point where you're like, okay, this is too much. <laughs>
0: yeah. You have to kind of know your limit. And I mean, to me, I feel best when I've accomplished things and then I can let go and be lazy.
1: Right. That's so true. Like you have to do something that you feel like you've achieved first so that yeah, you can Yeah. Instead of
0: just being lazy and also not accomplishing anything, then you just feel 100% lazy.
1: (laughs) Right. But I do want to say, because I know a lot of, in my personal friend circle, people have been like burning out from their jobs. So they want to be lazy so that like, it's okay to want to be lazy for like a phase in your life because you're so tired from, you know, maybe some other area of life is like weighing you down.
0: Totally. And that's life. There are phases that we go through and i've definitely been there before where i just didn't feel like doing anything and so i yeah. did the bare minimum for a while and i that's what i needed at that time
1: and yeah I mean, that's okay and it's like yeah don't feel guilty for being in that phase of life i think i had to learn that last year cuz like i've always been like trying to go 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 and like create a lot and then i just i don't know i just lost motivation and i'm like maybe i should just like i learned that i have to let myself do nothing to reset. And I don't know, there's something that needs to happen for you to slow down.
0: Absolutely. I feel you on that.
1: Mm -hmm. Anna Lynn asks, how do you decide where to draw the line between prioritizing your self-worth and staying humble and grateful? For example, like you're grateful to have a job, but you don't enjoy or feel fulfilled by it.
0: That's an interesting question. I love it.
1: It is. It's kind of like what you deserve versus just being grateful for what you have already.
0: I got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that your goals and aspirations will tell you where you want to go. And I think that we always have to remember to be proud of what we've accomplished, but also understand that it's okay to want to go to the next level of whatever it is that you're doing, but to do it in a way where you're being gentle with yourself along the way and, Mm -hmm. I think that when we have too high of expectations, sometimes we can tend to be hard on ourselves about them. And that's something that I know I've experienced before where it's especially like right now we're you know, we're in January right now and it's a new year and, you know, people put so many expectations on themselves and then... And then they, if they don't accomplish them, then they feel really bad about themselves. And I think just being realistic in terms of what your aspirations are, that can be really helpful in not diminishing your self-worth or making yourself feel Mm -hmm. not good enough. Do you
1: still set goals for yourself? Like what is your process? of setting goals? Cause sometimes like, like you said, you, you set too high expectations and then you feel disappointed in yourself. So like, what do you do? What's your process about that?
0: I set goals, but I really take stuff step by step. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing a year from now. I don't have all of these projects, you know, that I know that I want to do. I have journal where I write down some dreams and aspirations and things that I want to accomplish. And of course, I dream stuff up all of the time. But I also like to be realistic about them. And I like to pay attention to what I'm doing now and what's important right now. And I like to do like little steps at a time. Like I might have like a, Mm -hmm. a small goal that I know is achievable in a year. And you know, if I accomplish it, I'll feel great about it. If I don't, then I just kind of go on to the next year and kind of carry that with me. And then just let go of whatever I don't need to keep with me. Like if if there's something that I that I just never accomplished, then I just need to kind of look at it again and say, is this is this really something that I can or even really want to anymore? And then I'll let it go or bring it with me. Mm I love
1: that. Yeah. Cause so many people carry on goals and then they feel like, like, Oh, I failed at this, but it's okay to just reevaluate and let it go. If it's not what you want anymore. Definitely. Awesome. So now I have some rapid fire questions that I ask all of our guests on the show. Okay. Carrie, what does your dream life look like?
0: Somewhere with land, with potentially goats oh my god really (laughs) a couple dogs oh my god. a bigger vegetable garden um Mm -hmm. I just love I'm the happiest when I'm away from the city to be honest and so if I lived somewhere that was a little bit more farm style but in like a more modern home uh, that makes me really happy
1: yeah it sounds like you're all about like open spaces nature all of that very much so So cool. What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody?
0: Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert.
1: Love that book. What is one habit that has changed your life? Meditation. Mm -hmm. What is the best life or career advice you've ever gotten?
0: Be yourself and don't be afraid to be yourself and don't be afraid to ask questions.
1: Mm. Last one. Finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is? Love oh
0: and carrie where can we find you online youtube.com slash carrie rad that was like the hardest one you asked me i was like where can they i forgot <laughs> <laughs> um youtube.com slash carrie rad instagram's at carrie rad the podcast is at soul sugar podcast we have an instagram for the podcast as well which is at soul sugar co and yeah those are all those are all the places
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice to have you.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun to chat.
1: Awesome. Everyone out there check out Carrie Rad on YouTube, Instagram and her podcast as well. All right, hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carrie Rad. And now I just want to wrap up with some takeaways from our conversation. So the first thing I took away was how meditation was so impactful to Carrie, And she says that meditation helped her understand her thoughts. And I've noticed this too with my life. When I meditate, I'm able to be more in control of my thoughts and understand my emotions a little bit. You're more self-aware and you're able to kind of observe yourself as you go through these thoughts and emotions, and you just feel like you can be more centered rather than going up and down with a roller coaster of emotions of life. It's life feels less dramatic and you feel like you can be more present and at peace. The other thing that struck me about Carrie is how present she is. She's really great at being present and mindful, and you can see that through the hobbies that she enjoys, like having her vegetable garden, which I think is super cute, and hiking and traveling and things like that. Just being in nature. Especially because her and her fiancé have careers in social media, it's really essential for them to be able to unplug and spend time in nature, Together. And that is something that just sounds so nice. You know, it inspires me to just go out into nature more. Lastly, what I really loved about Carrie is you can tell that she is really gentle with herself. She is not hard on herself at all. If she doesn't meet a goal that she set for herself, it's okay. She accepts it and she puts her self care and her well being first. I just see this as such a healthy mindset because you don't have to take things that seriously. It's not the end of the world if you don't meet your goals. All you have to do is just accept it and choose to let it go if it's something that you don't want to do anymore. But if you do want to do it, all you have to do is restructure your life and set a later deadline. You know, Too often, we just expect too much of ourselves. We set high expectations. We get really ambitious. We think that we can achieve a lot in a short amount of time, and when the reality Shows us otherwise, we get really disappointed and we're hard on ourselves about it. And instead of having that like dramatic up and down roller coaster of emotions, just be gentle with yourself and take care of yourself. Remember to put yourself first and whatever you get done is great, but you know, you really have to balance it out with keeping yourself sane. <laughs> Honestly, there are times in life when you can do more and times in life where you kind of have to do less. And it's up to you to figure out what stage in life you're in. I feel like, you know... You just go through phases, phases where you can hustle and you're really capable and you're really like motivated. And then other phases where you really have to like take a step back and just give yourself space and be gentle with yourself, let yourself rest. Alright, I'll leave it at that. Love you guys so much, and I will talk to you next time. Alright, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye!